1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we reflect on another big weekend at both ends of the table. Celtic are getting closer to the title after a one-all draw with Rangers keeps the gap at six with three to play. The hoops cleaned up at the PFA Awards with Callum McGregor winning Player of the Year, Leela Bada the young player and Ange Postacoglu the manager and there were massive wins for St Mirren and Aberdeen which all but leave St Johnston and Dundee as the bottom Two is the top two pundits for you this evening Though you've got Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans Well it's now a case of uh, when not if Where Celtic's title win is concerned The win over Hearts on Saturday Could spark the celebration That's followed by the coronation But before then Rangers performance against RB Leipzig In the Europa League on Thursday night Will tell us if the effort they put in To yesterday's derby has had any effect on them or none at all. The league's gone for Rangers, but they're still in with a chance of doing something that'll give them immortality if they succeed. Yeah, Weekend, that Kenny. Would, uh, yeah, it would be an incredible achievement if uh, if they can go and see over that final hurdle in the in the Europa League on Thursday. Obviously, they've got a big, big final on the twenty first of May as well, which I think is a must win. You know, yesterday was probably the last chance, albeit it still would have been tough to to wrestle that uh, that lead away for Celtic. But yesterday, a win would have been able to just maybe make Celtic put a little bit of pressure on them. But it's as we were, and all eyes go on to Thursday night now. Did it feel like a big weekend at both ends of the table, Hugh? You yeah. know, if, if there was a hope of Rangers clawing it back, did that end at the weekend? And if there was a, a fear of Aberdeen and St Mirren getting dragged in, did that end at the weekend? I think Giovanni van Bronckhurst, like Ange Postecoglou, is a classy guy. And he conceded the title without actually using that word. Uh, so if Giovanni van Bronckhurst thinks that Rangers needed a win but only got a draw and that swings it in Celtic's favour, then who am I to disagree with him? And at the other end of the table, uh, St Johnston's performance was quite frankly shocking. They are in free fall and they had better pull themselves together. Dundee will go down automatically. But if St Johnston want to win the playoff, they're going to have to find spirit from somewhere. That's why it's the business end of the season, Kenny. You need the result to either get you over the line to win things or get you over the line to stay in the division. You know, this is when seasons are, are you know, it's make or break time, isn't it? And this season's been built up for this You know, we've talked about it for the last three or four months How the league was panning out Obviously it's the big two going for the league title Hearts pretty much nailing third for for a long, long way out The next eight, the next, sorry, seven teams Mm -hmm. All fighting for top six And that's now been decided And now there's a few teams we know a lot to play for But now at the bottom, after Saturday's results Huge win for Aberdeen Massive win for St Mirren and now that does, like you say, it probably condemns uh, Dundee to relegation unless they can find a way to win a few games. Not just one, they're going to need to win a few. And uh, and St Johnston probably looking at that playoff spot. Come on then, 01419511025. What did you make of the weekend's action? It's a good time to pick up the phones. Obviously, yesterday's meeting in the east end of Glasgow is a good place to start. Is that it done? Was it done anyway? What does yesterday do? How much is it set in stone now for you? Or is there anyone out there who still thinks there is that glimmer of hope um, from a Rangers perspective? What did you make of the game itself? Obviously, Celtic had chances, Rangers had chances, a share of the spoils in the end. Pick up the phone 
And let us know And write down the league What about you Aberdeen fans St Mirren fans Come on and breathe a sigh of relief If you like uh, Big win for Dundee United Over Motherwell To put them in the driving seat For a European spot As well So whatever is on your mind There was PFA Awards last night We've even had news this evening That Scotland's champions Will now 100% be in the group stages Of the Champions League We kind of knew that That was coming But it's been confirmed uh, Today So 01419511025 It is a Monday night though Hugh Which means you need to pick A result of the weekend Go Celtic won Rangers won A draw Was a title winning result For Celtic It gave them 29 league matches In a row Without defeat And maintained their record Of not having lost A game at Celtic Park In the league This season I see your point You wouldn't do a draw At other parts of the season But it is that time of it Uh, Kenny Your result of the weekend I'll go for St Mirren I think Mm. that's such a big result And And at that time, hadn't won a game since since obviously Stevens came in. It was a long run, and then to get that win and just move them that that give them that safety of uh, of kind of falling into that playoff fight. It's uh, it was a big big one. Seems fair to me. What about your goal of the weekend? I'm going fashion to Cala. Uh, we had a look at it yesterday and wondered if Joe Hart could have done more, but I send Joe Hart away from this court with no stain on his character. It was a terrific shot from Fashion Sakala. It had accuracy and power and it was too good for Joe Hart. Not bad. Kenny, you scored a few in your time. What caught your eye this weekend? There wasn't many in the top flight. Yeah, uh, but short, again, I'll, I'll go for the winning goal in my in my result of the weekend. Oh. I felt it was a well-constructed goal, cut back to Kilty and he finished it off, which turned out to be the winning mm. goal and a really, really important big goal for someone. Yeah, Guy Kilty, you could see the celebration. They knew exactly... Uh, how important that goal was This is the fun bit Let's be honest Your yeah. howler of the weekend We'll start with you then Kenny I'm going joint uh, To go along with Hugh's uh, Result of the weekend Maeda Had uh, two wonderful chances A header And a smash over the bar And then Sakala Also had the, the chance To go through and win So I'll go one for both teams With opportunities to win the game For their team A joint award Look at this guy He's hung up the boots We think Finally yeah. Now he's sticking it to strikers Everywhere for missing chances Hugh Keeves Condemn everybody I like his style Your howler Well I've got to go for John Beaton's foul On Matt O'Reilly <laughs> At Celtic Park uh, If John had uh, seen that Through VAR Would he have booked himself Here we are. A tongue in cheek one From Hugh Which suggests that maybe Unheard of there weren't too many howlers out there this weekend. Who knows? 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. It was one all between Celtic and Rangers yesterday. It leaves Celtic six points clear. Three games to go. Let's bring in Adam, who's an Eaglesham. From a Rangers perspective, Adam, what does yesterday mean in the big picture? Well, I think as a Rangers fan, it means that Thursday night is it's all about Thursday night now you know I think had we got a win uh, that would have been fine that would have maybe made it a wee bit easier for Celtic to slip up potentially at Hearts but it just sort of looks like they're maybe now going to go and do what they need to do but from a Rangers perspective I'm speaking to my pals we're focusing on Thursday we've got the cup finals that we look forward to and I'm actually okay with that I think Thursday night's a big one uh, Historic So let's focus on that Did you have that glimmer of hope left then on, Until yesterday Or did that go before then? Ever the optimist You know You think If we had got a wee win there That just pegs it back That wee bit more uh, And you never know But you know I'm also a realist As well as an optimist And I think I think now we just need to Focus what's in front of us And that is Thursday night yeah, that seems like a sensible approach you. Like, had Rangers won yesterday, it still would have been tough and Celtic still would have been favourites. But we we would have been talking three points with three games yeah, to go yeah. 
And you know, you've got a proper, proper title race on your hands in that instance. So th- this is why I think everyone agrees that the point obviously suited Celtic. Yeah, of course it does. Uh, and Adam's right to focus now on RB Leipzig. If Rangers were to win the Europa League, they would be immortals. It would be in 2022 an unbelievable achievement for a club from Scotland to win a European trophy. That's normally the business of Liverpool and Manchester City and anyone else you care to name. But a Scottish team winning a European trophy? Uh, And look at the teams they're beating to get to this stage. So Adam's quite right. Everything now Mm. is about RB Leipzig. Kenny, at what point, you know, was it yesterday? Is that what sealed it for you or did that happen prior to yesterday? I think it was always going to be a long, long way back. I do feel had Rangers got that one and Sakala managed to edge that one off the inside of the post and it found its way over the line, I think it would have been game on going to, particularly with the next game, being Hearts, I think Hearts are a strong team. I think they can more than what they could come to Celtic Park and cause a lot of problems for Celtic. But the fact that it never, yep, I think that was a definitely confirmation for me yesterday. And what about the game itself, Adam, yesterday? What did you make of it? Do you know, I always deal with those firms, eh, if, you're, if your team goes on top, it's great, and all that sort of thing, you know, you can talk about we were this, we were that, we were first to the ball, we were better. However, I thought the draw, I thought it was pretty fair. I mean, all, oh, Celtic had their moments where they were on top, Rangers had moments when they were on top, and I think from a spectacle, you're a neutral, as, a, as, a, as a, the phrase goes, it was a really good game and a good spectacle for Scottish football. And it sort of puts me in the frame of mind for next season, I'm thinking... If, if Gio can get a wee bit of cash behind him, maybe get a few more of his own players in, Postacoglu has done that already. So quite exciting, actually, for next season. Yeah, Hugh, what about the, the 90 minutes itself? Uh, the first 20 minutes were ropey. Uh, I thought it was a 70-minute game. And the 70 minutes were very exciting. Uh, Maeda has missed two stonewall chances to, to put Celtic further in front. Uh, Sakala, I think, should have scored. With the one that came off the post But In that atmosphere For 70 minutes The Both teams Gave us A right good spectacle Adam says The draw was just about fair Adam's I'm getting the feeling Adam's a bit too level headed For us <laughs> On a Monday night Kenny Miller Would you go along with his assessment? I, I have to agree I think at both moments Had Maeda scored One of the two chances The header Or the one he put over the bar That would have been 2-0 And game over but then Rangers, for me, were, were, were definitely the better team over the course of the, the second half. They got their equaliser. They were completely in the ascendancy. And when you go through one-on-one with a chance to go and actually keep the title race alive, I have to agree with you. Mm. You've got to score that chance. He's done a lot right, to be honest with you, but he never got it over the line, never finished it off. And as I said, both teams had their opportunities to win the game, but at that moment, it was a huge moment. Mm. You look at that you know, that Maeda chance in particular, What is it just the... The presence of Alan McGregor that, that puts him off He seemed to sort of Pull his head back Duck out of it a little bit Yeah Listen I think any striker Would definitely have the The opinion that the goalkeeper's Got to be coming out here And, and looking to mm. make contact So I think he's def- He's done enough to put him off uh, In that moment Do you take the hat I mean I've been in that situation A few times Probably done that a few times I've also taken the hat a few times To get to get the goal So In that and type of environment An old firm game I think I would have taken the hat And uh, just ra- really kind of rammed that header Into yeah. the ground And I into think the goal Jota had a, a terrific chance as well yep. you know, He went for the Hollywood finish With the header He had time enough To bring the ball down in his yeah. chest And You know it, at that point, Alan McGregor would have been long odds against saving it. On Sakala's chance then, Kenny, does 
What, what I was going to say What can he do better And I, I get the answer is Score <laughs> Right So let's move by that uh, yeah, I mean you're right to say Obviously he does a lot right You're talking Inches yep. here Joe Hart kind of spreads himself Can he Can he squeeze it far far post Or what is he You know I'm, I'm going to go against the grain here Right Because I'm fed up hearing people saying You've got to go across the goalkeeper You've got mm. No no You've got to score You know I love that near post finish Because everybody expects you to go far post But it is the nearest point For you To the goal so that's why I, I went. I would go that area more often than not. The bottom line is you've got to score. Whether you go low near, high near, straight over the keeper, through his legs or far stick, you just have to score. When you're one-on-one -on -one as a forward, or any player for that matter, mm. you need to score. But like you say, he's done a lot right. And I don't even think we're talking. We're talking half an inch. We're yeah. talking, you know, he's, he's so close to just squeezing it in, in the near post. And you would have said it's a wonderful finish had he, uh, had he scored that. And it would have been a brilliant 10 minutes of the game that he had. So he's, he's really unfortunate. But unfortunately, these margins, these small margins decide games. And uh, it just went against fashion in that moment. Adam, that was a pleasure. Speak to you soon. Okay, mate. Cheers. Good Thank man. You. That was Adam, Rangers fan from Eaglesham. Let's get the Celtic perspective from Stevie. Uh, what did you make of yesterday, Stevie? Where does this leave things? Celtic could have won the game in the first half. Rangers could have won the game in the second half. I don't think Celtic fans are overly disappointed with the draw. Okay, the party's on hold. The main point here is Celtic had the comfort, the security blanket. The, the pleasure of knowing, even if they won, it wasn't a disastrous, catastrophic end of story. But Rangers, on the other hand, really had to win to put the pressure on. But the, the reason I'm phoning is there was a guy on yesterday called Les, and he was talking about bubbles getting burst and all that, Japanese players being worked out and all that. I would suggest to you that the biggest bubble that's been burst this season is Rangers not winning the league, because before a ball was kicked, Celtic were tipped to be second, third, fourth, fifth. Eddie Howe scenario, and an unknown. You know, a big, huge turnover in players, rebuild, lost the captain, lost the striker, lost the best defender. And if you're talking about bubbles being burst, there ain't a bigger bubble than that. That bubble getting burst is so big, the Celtic team could have had a bath in it. You've been up all night <laughs> working on that, Stevie's pulled it off. Um, executed it well it's that, It is that swing Hugh that, yeah, 31 that, points that has, the, that has the Celtic fans Feeling in a place That they just didn't See coming I think, and, no one, and, and it's not just Celtic fans No one saw coming From the Celtic supporters Perspective The 31 point swing Is all important Ange Postacoglu Coming in Getting off to a very bad start Followed by A magnificent 29 game Unbeaten run uh, they're looking at all these factors and thinking and you know you will not be able to find a Celtic fan who thought they would win the title it, it, no one thought Celtic would win the title so there's great satisfaction for the Celtic supporters but the Rangers fans are consoled by the Europa League they have performed magnificently in the Europa League and they are 90 minutes away from a European final I'm not saying they're doing cartwheels because Celtic have won the league But they are consoled by the fact that they are still in with a chance Of achieving something that is monumental Yeah, it's not over yet, Kenny, people keep saying But for everyone assessing it, you know, it looks like it's pretty much there And we spoke about this yesterday The pre-season expectations have to be taken into account Because you can't have a scenario where everybody, as Stevie says, writes off Celtic No one gave them a chance you have to then bear that in mind when, when they do get over the line as a sort of mark of the achievement, don't you? I'll be it'll be a wonderful achievement. Uh, even in that first three or four games, there was a lot of kind of 
negative surrounding Ange, some of his players, some of the way they were playing, definitely the results, and it looked like it would maybe be a long, hard season for them, and it was going to be that kind of transitional year where there is a, a big rebuild going on, but he turned it around so quick. You know, they, they, they hit the ground running, they went their, their own this incredible domestic unbeaten run uh, it's uh, well in the league it's uh, it's just been a, a wonderful scene some of the football they've played has been has been good to watch you know it has been so yeah you're right taking into everything that went on in the summer last summer for them to go and win the win the league cup in December and if they if they go and finish the job off mm-hmm. which everyone expects them to do and lift the league title then it will be a, a wonderful achievement for Andrew's players and you know and it's about now it has it took Rangers a, a, a few years to kind of turn that tide you know, Celtic have flipped it back straight away. It's now Rangers because there could be a bit of rebuilding going on at Rangers mm. in the summer with the players that are out of contract. Even guys are not going left. into their final year. That needs to be looked at, whether it's re-signing or they be looked to cash in at this moment. So there could be a bit of, of comings and goings at Ibrox as well this summer. So it's, uh, it's again, it's ball back into Rangers court and you must respond. I accept, Stevie, there is a hypercritical nature. Oh, he's gone. He's just disappeared, has Stevie. Ah, never mind, we'll get him back maybe or we'll line up some other calls. 01419511025. I'll tell you what, it seems like a good time then since we've lost Stevie to run this past you. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Golden Goals. Yes, it was another huge weekend on Golden Goals. You know how it works by now. Every time Celtic and Rangers score, we put money in the prize pot and we give it to one of you at the end of the season. It's that simple. Since it was... Old Firm Weekend We doubled it to £500 a goal Jota Thank you very much to you sir £500 from you And then Fashion Sakala Another 500 Dies in Maeda Fashion Sakala You could have made it even better for us If you hadn't passed up those chances But nevertheless We're sitting at £30,500 How many taxis would that get you home From the PFA Awards When you need to escape Before midnight Hugh Keevans Well Thanks to my pal Albert I didn't have a taxi at all uh, Lord lift <laughs> Strikes again But Over £30,000 And rising Absolutely Rangers are in action On Thursday So it could be up by the end of the week They then play At the weekend Rangers of the cup final So One of you has to win the lot Every penny tax free At the end of the season So to be in the hat You enter by texting Goal to 61025 G-O-A-L To 61025 it is £2 to text plus your standard message rate over 18s only and the full terms and online entry are at Clyde1.com Lines close 6pm Scottish Cup final day Saturday the 21st of May so for your chance to be the winner text GOAL to 61025 right now You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde1 Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevens are in the building and they're going to be joined on the phones by Darren Who's a Rangers fan in East Kilbride? What did you take away from the weekend, Darren? Oh, sounds a bit ropey. I'll tell you what we'll do. Whilst we set Darren up, let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst then. Since Darren's a Rangers man, here's what his manager had to say on Sky about the game. As I said before the game, we needed a win to get to close the gap to three points. We didn't. Uh, we drew, but you know I think we did everything. I couldn't have uh, asked more from my players what they've given today. Especially in the second half, we pushed really hard to to come back into the game, which we, we which we did, and uh, get 
good opportunities to win this game in the final uh, 10 or 12 minutes. But yeah, we did everything we could to, to win this game. But in the end, you know, we are two, two points short. I think after 60 or 65 minutes, we were getting stronger and stronger. And I think we did really well in, in those moments. Created, uh, you know, great chances. We hit the post, fashion at one against one against the uh, heart. So yeah. What can you ask for more? The only thing is uh, that we didn't score uh, the big chances we had. I think only a win today uh, would give us, uh, you know, a chance to uh, uh, to close the gap even 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 more. But you know, it's still six points. You know, with uh, the goal difference in favor of Celtic, so it will be more difficult after today. You know, I think we had a good performance today. Uh, physically, we looked strong as well. So now we have three days to prepare ourselves for uh, for Leipzig at home, where we can uh, reach the final in Europe. You know, we're gonna prepare like we always do and uh, make sure we have the same intentions and the same character we showed today because uh, we also need that on Thursday Let's try again Darren and East Kilbride what did you take away from the weekend? I thought we were good um, I thought it could be anybody anybody's game uh, Celtic were the better team in the first half we were the better in the second um, and honestly it's, yeah, it was like one of the previous callers said it could have been anyone's game it was a good advert for the Scottish game for a change just nice and polite and respectful and enjoying the spectacle yesterday for the sounds of it so far plenty of time for that to change um, what about overall you know Darren again it's I guess it has to be the same question to everyone tonight did, did that seal it yesterday um, or was that done previously how how did you feel personally about it because it's all going to be on, on personal um, feelings I guess uh, it was done it was already done you know there was Barring any major miracles, uh, Celtic were going to win the league regardless of what the outcome was um, yesterday anyway. Um, ultimately, you know, yeah, Hearts will probably be the biggest challenge ahead. Um, but even if there was one or two little slip-ups, goal difference is so much of a big thing. Um, I, I think it was just so unlikely that Rangers would have ever been able to pull back the league at this point. Um, so... In a way, I think looking at the way we played, we played well, but we didn't really, and I suppose the same for Celtic as well, we didn't really put our uh, foot on the gas properly. It was a good all-round game, but I think both teams kind of held back because, in in a way, it didn't really matter to either. What do you think, Kenny? Does the the sort of jeopardy that wasn't there for Celtic does that play a part even if it's subconscious if you know that you don't need to win a game do you ever I mean you've played does, does that ever come into it? There's, there's no doubt it'll go through your mind but there's no way that Ange is going to even talk about that going into that, mm. that game for Celtic they want to go and it's not about the, the, the result it'll be they believe that the, the, the performance Sticking to the principles that he continually talks about. If they do that right and they turn up, that they can beat anybody. So that's what it's going to be. It's about the process, how they go about their job. And if they do it, they believe they can beat anybody. Rangers, on the other hand, they needed to show. They needed to show something to go and win this game of football. And, you know, I, I agree with the guys. And, you know, it's no surprise that both sets of fans are relatively coming out with you happy because the last three old fun games have been nothing between them. You know, there's been a draw and a win for each in the last three. And there's been nothing... The semi-final was decided on a wee bit of luck and a break. The the Ibrox game was was decided on Rangers not quite doing enough in the final third, but hammering away at that Celtic backline and they stood up to it. And yesterday, neither happened. Misses, mm. big misses missed on both sides. Both teams could have won. Draw, probably a fair result. Is that the way 
you feel about it, Darren? Look, the, the league table is there for a reason. It's to crown a champion and, and decide who's the best. But th- does it feel like, and, and, and I guess taking into account what Rangers are doing in Europe as well, it's there's not, there's not a lot between the, the teams. Is that the way you feel about it? Yeah, exactly that. Uh, I, I feel at the moment both teams have their faults, but and both teams have their their good stuff. Um, the way that I kind of look at it now is that I see. I don't see there being league dominance like we've known for a little while. Um, I think for the next couple of years it's going to flip-flop between Rangers winning, Celtic winning, Rangers winning, Celtic winning because we're very much in a period where one team learns something about the other team, grows from it, and vice versa. Like, for example, I'll hold my hands up. I wrote Ange off at the start. I thought he was going to be, like as I say, the the other Pedro Caixina but he has came in he's been backed by his board he's used his knowledge of other areas and brought Celtic who are actually frankly pretty rubbish you know and I'm not saying that as a Rangers fan I'm saying that as somebody that I know a lot of fans I know a lot of Celtic fans and who it's a team that knew they could be much better Um, and now we as Rangers we know exactly the same we know we can be much better and I think given the time once Gio has it, I think the domin- the power will go back to us. And then, like that, power will go back to Celtic as they seek to rebuild. So I think it's a, we're in for an interesting few years. It's an interesting point, Hugh. I mean, I've no idea. We need to deal with this season first before predicting the next couple. But, you know, Celtic were supposed to, and put that in inverted commas, supposed to win 10 in a row. And, yeah. and they had the dominance and then, you know, the finances behind them. And that dominance was supposed to continue... And then it didn't And then Rangers romped to the title Celtic were all over the place They were in a rebuild So Rangers were supposed to go And add to that And start building a run of their own And now it looks like that's not happened The strength of the job that Ange Postacoglu has done Is uh, illustrated by The home performances Where Celtic dropped 12 points at home in the league last season They were put out of the League Cup At home by Ross County they had a succession of miserable performances in European competition against the likes of Ferenc Varos, Sparta Prague, Milan. But Ange Postacoglu has come in and changed all of that, domestically speaking. Where you might take issue with Darren is that there's so much to be done in the summer for Celtic and Rangers. Cameron Carter-Vickers, not yet signed. Mm. Jota, not yet signed. Ange Postacoglu will undoubtedly want another transfer window to strengthen Celtic further. Rangers, will Alan McGregor retire? Is Conor Goldson off because he hasn't signed his new contract? Will someone come in with a bid for Kent or Morelos or mm-hmm. Aribo? Uh, so there's so much to be done in the summertime that I, 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 you couldn't say from this distance that Celtic will start at an advantage over Rangers or Rangers will start at an advantage over Celtic um, I'm going to bow to the superior knowledge of you two my experience of this rivalry doesn't go as far as yours Kenny and certainly not as far as his that's for sure um, have you ever known a time quite like this where in the seesaw nature of Scottish football both sets of fans are quite happy at the end of the season that's that's the way it seems you yeah. it, it usually is the case that whoever wins the league the other one is getting slaughtered and the manager's getting questioned and the yeah. players are this the players are that it's usually that one is up there and one is down there but because of Europe I'm sure the Rangers fans would rather have won the league of course yeah. and add and, and uh, you know added that to the mix 
But it just feels like For the first time I can remember We've got to the end of a season And both sets of fans are Content with where they are It is simply explained For the Celtic supporters There's no feeling sweeter than Having the manager written off And the players written off After three defeats in their first six games And then win the title So that gives the Celtic supporters Their contentment The Rangers supporters Might have been On Giovanni Van Bronckhurst back Because he did at one point Have a six point lead Now he's got a six point deficit However They are taking immense pride From the Europa League And the prospect of A European trophy Going to a Scottish club That's why they're contended as well Yeah there's a saying here In Glasgow Kenny that second is nowhere But that statement doesn't take into account That you might have the Well you do have the chance To get into a European final That's it I mean <clears throat> I mean Hughes nailed it It's uh had Rangers not had this European run, I don't even think the Scottish Cup final in a few weeks would have been would have been good enough. Uh, like you say, the six point gap that was there in January is now obviously twelve points turned on its head. So it was uh, there's no doubt that there would have been pressure building around Rangers. I think the semi final was definitely played its part as well. Obviously beating Celtic, it's not just a semi final and getting to a final. You beat Celtic in the in the semi-final we get to the final so you go into it in strong favourites Hearts will put up a fight you know they're not just going there for a day out that's for sure they've had a brilliant season and they'll be looking at to make it an amazing season by picking that trophy up as well so there is still a pressure on Rangers to go and finish that job off obviously 2016 I was in the team that done the same thing and then we lost to Hibs in the final so uh, you you can't take any solace for the semi-final win so it's uh, yeah really important that Rangers finish off strongly they can do it on Thursday night it'll be a huge game and it's a big ask against a good team but with that crowd behind them, with the atmosphere and the energy that's been provided by the by the fans over the course of this European campaign, there's no reason why Rangers can't go and see this through and get to the final and then move on to it. And mm. again, who knows after that? But the Scottish Cup final for me is still massive. It's the first time to win a major trophy outside of the League of Cup in, in 11 years. So it's a, it's been a long, long wait for that. Yeah, thank you to Darren. We're going to speak to Michael, who's a Celtic fan. So let's tee him up with the manager, Ange Postacoglu, who incidentally uh, was manager of the year uh, last night But here's what he had to say Following yesterday's game We'll learn from that You know I said the players after the game I, I think We've got so much more growth We can do as a football team But You know Their character You can't question You know That even when Things aren't going well They've found a way To hang in there They've found a way To find that You know That moment Or that That You know Resilience To, to get the job done and, and to me That's That's a lot harder To find Than, than sort of Improving them in, in aspects of their play. We had a big challenge today, and you know, okay, we didn't win the game, but we didn't lose either, and that was that was going to be the key thing for us. We haven't lost for a very long time in the league, um, and you know, this group has always sort of embraced every challenge without fear or favour. You know, we we haven't asked for allowances, we haven't um, shirked away from the fact that you know our goal was to to be champions this year and. You know, we're in a great position to do that So our job now is to finish it off and, and make sure we finish this season strong We'll keep improving as a football team But the character they're showing at the moment That's priceless you know, And, and, and that's what's going to hold us in good stead for Not just this year and years to come If we keep having that kind of mentality Of just taking on every challenge that's, that's before us and, and, and making sure that we don't yield And we don't you know, give up at any stage and yeah, they're a determined lot and, and they're determined to finish the season um, strongly, you know, and, and and they know they have the capability to do that. Michael's a Celtic fan. What's your point tonight, Michael? Hey, my point tonight is, guys, is about um, the 
fitness of some of the Celtic players. Uh, for example, Rio Atati, I'm very concerned about. Um, because he's only had really two good games, Gordon, Kenny and Hugh, where he gassed to the Hearts game at Tynecastle and then the, the, the game against Rangers at 3-0 at Parkhead. But for me, he's not really had a better, another better game than that. Matt O'Reilly's starting to worry me as well. So is uh, uh, Mida, uh, with all the misses that he's missing. Leela Lila Bada um, is, is a bit off the boil as well a wee bit. Um, there's quite a few of them, but for me, it's, I mean, with regards to the semi-final and the game against Rangers yesterday, uh, for me, the fitness levels is a bit concerning. Is this you happy at nearly winning the league, Michael? Uh, kind of, aye, in a sense, but um, I'm just going to say about, basically, Stevie Boy, who came on earlier, was spot on, because journalists I won't name were saying about where we were going to be third place. Mr. Kevins, yes, and uh, basically said that we, Rangers would not lose a game and would win the league. Uh, so that's wrong there. And um, basically, I'm just. Hearts game on Saturday will be very, very difficult, I think, Gordon. Because uh, Hearts are named mugs, basically, my, my pal. Do you know what I mean? So. Uh, yeah, look, I was joking with Michael because you know the, the, so far it's all been Celtic fans. Oh, it was great. It looks like we're about to win the league. That's not to say Michael's points aren't completely valid. Hypercritical time because they might, you know, be winning the league and that's the big picture. But is there is there a concern about the way they've been finishing games against Rangers recently? Is there is there a a bit of a drop off in in certain players? Maybe Hatati being the prime example of them. If not a concern, Gordon, then it it should be noted because Rangers have in the the last three derby matches finished significantly stronger than Celtic. I think with regard to the Japanese players, everyone knows that they have come here off the back of a full J-League season uh, and they are adapting to another continent. How many of us could swan into Tokyo or Yokohama and suddenly hit it off? Uh, so you have to cut them a bit of slack. Likewise, Matt O'Reilly, last club, the MK Dons. You know, he's adjusting to a, a higher grade of football as well. But at the same time, they've gone 29 games in a row without losing any. So you have to mm. cut them some slack and appreciate that while Hatati came out and said that he felt he was suffering from emotional and physical fatigue, I think sometimes if you feel that way, then that's what will happen to you. However, I do think that given a proper close-season break, given proper pre-season training, they'll be fine. Because they've been good enough to help Celtic yeah. go 29 in a row without losing I think Michael's robbed Hatati of a man of the match performance against Hibs, Kenny and, and maybe some others But the general point, is he in a significant dip at the, at the moment at this point in time? I think so because he's not quite hitting the same heights early in the games as what he had been previously uh, You know, I, I would, I'm, in terms of the performances that I've seen so far From the likes of Maeda and, uh, and Hatati and O'Reilly I'm not going to rush. To, I don't want to rush the judgment on them based on everything that you said. You know, again, you look at the Lundstrom thing at the start of the season. It took him a bit of time to settle. With these guys that you say they're coming off the back of a, a hard season, completely different culture, completely different environment. It's uh, it does take time to settle. 
what I would say is, is if you're making a judgment of performances so far, I still think there's been a lot made about Angie's recruitment. I still think the jury would be out on them whether they're going to be really, really successful signing so far. But I'm not going to rush to that judgment until, like you said, you see a pre-season, they get a good break, they get a pre-season, and they come into season next season ready to go. I suppose, Hugh, at this moment in time, whether they become superstars is is a different question. Uh-huh. But it looks like so far they've helped Celtic win the league. Of course. And so that's why, you know, Undeniable. Ange Postacoglu would be, right now, fairly content, you would imagine. Yeah, and, and none of them cost a fortune. Uh, Ange Postacoglu used his local knowledge and got Celtic good players at good prices. Uh, now that we can confirm tonight that Celtic will be in the group stages of the Champions League, Ange can now go to the board and say, well, we'd better get... Some more money spent on this team Because we're moving up a level Yeah I'll tell you a bit more about that next It's 01419511025 Good time to get your call in 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here It's 01419511025 It's Twitter as well At Clyde SSB Let's hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu After yesterday you know, it was a, a tense game, um, which you'd expect with um, you know so much on the line and you know the consequences of, of a result either way. And we we kind of scored and we had some great chances to go two three up, and we didn't take them. And then you know, to to Rangers' credit, they uh, fought their way back into the game. And once they scored, then they got a bit of momentum, which you know they had nothing to lose, so they were going to throw men forward and put us under pressure. But you know, um, boys still showed the resilience. Yeah, Joe's made a couple of good saves, great saves, and um, yeah, you know, we got a result there. But Did you say draw, fair result in the end? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I'm sure they they feel like they could have won the game. I feel like we could have won the game, but I don't think one side dominated um, in in totality. I think it was just a, it was a bit of an arm wrestle, which, as I said, you kind of expect when there's such massive, you know, consequences on the outcome. We're in a strong position. You know, we've got three games to go, two of them at home. We've been you know, so strong at home all year, including today we didn't lose. So, you know, from our perspective, it gives us a great opportunity um, to, to, to sort of take advantage of the, the position we're in. And the yeah, other thing with us is we, we don't want to sort of just get there. We want to finish strong and we've got three games to do that. Yeah, I thought Dyson was outstanding, um, you know, but we just had you know, two or three really good opportunities after that that we normally have been pretty efficient with this year. But. Mm. You know, I, I, I keep reflecting on the fact that, you know, this group has been put together, you know, in the last sort of eight, nine months. For a lot of them, it's their first year at this football club. It's their first year feeling this sort of expectation and pressure. And, and we're a first-year team together, playing against a team that's been together for three years. We're champions last year. They're a good side. See, that, that answers Michael's point, the last caller. You know, they, they are, these players who have come in under Ange Postergoglu are... Uh, basically a work in progress where Celtic are concerned and they have managed to win the league uh, but they are still adjusting to being Celtic players and to the relentless, remorseless nature of the competition here with Rangers uh, Angela a funny line last night at the PFA dinner where he said that he found in this city that everybody that comes up to you tells you which team they support before they tell you their name uh, <laughs> so that's the nature of the rivalry here it certainly is Let's get the Rangers perspective Once again from Donald this time Who's in East Kilbride Take it away Donald Hello there I'm a first time caller Good to have you What made you call tonight then? 
I've been thinking about the difference that we and Celtic this season mm-hmm. and really um, being ahead at the winter break the big difference really has been for me has been the players brought in for transfer window Celtic brought in O'Reilly Meda and Hitati I'm not sure if there's anybody else I've had a positive influence in the team brought in Ramsey, Diario, Sands and a Polish boy I think the, the right back yep. I can't really pronounce his name um, boy was never really going to get he's, he's stand in for our captain um, players we brought in yeah, yeah I mean I, I get the, the, the point uh, the other one would be Idiguchi who was brought in for Celtic that we don't see much of maybe similar to, to the right back in question Hugh it's funny because right now as in you know this weekend with the, the narrow lens on yep. you can maybe say that ah you know Hitati dipped a little bit and is O'Reilly still firing and Maeda missed some chances but just zoom out a little bit it's hard to ignore what Donald says going into the winter break Rangers are in charge uh-huh. We then have a transfer window And now Celtic are in charge yeah. It's very hard to get away from The notion that that transfer window Helped Swing yeah. things in Celtic's favour Was yeah. it the sole contributor? We'll never know But it, it must have helped Of course uh, In terms of domestic football The arrival of uh, Amadiallo and uh, Ramsey Amounted to nothing Because Rangers did not get any better The fanfare of trumpets again Was overwhelming when Aaron Ramsey arrived and Diallo uh, and they simply have not made the contribution that they were meant to make in terms of domestic football otherwise you wouldn't be standing here talking about Celtic it's if and not when they win the title uh, for those two to have been a success they would need to play in the Europa League final I think and, and help Rangers win it but they, they have not been uh, worth the outlay in terms of domestic football Ange Postacoglu has brought in players who have made a significant difference to Celtic. You, I'm focusing on what Celtic have done and what Rangers have done. What Celtic have done has been a remarkable show of consistency. And those players brought in in the January transfer window have made a large-scale contribution. Those brought in by Rangers have not done the same. Yeah, I mean, Kenny, even... In terms of games played right? That's before we even talk about moments Everybody knows what Hatati did against Hearts And against Rangers uh, Maeda I think has got 7 goals in 19 games um, But yeah, So Maeda's played 19 O'Reilly's played 18 Hatati's played 19 So even just based on that That's a con- that's a significant contribution That obviously Ahmad Diallon and Aaron Ramsey And, and James Hans haven't been able to, to do They have made a contribution To Celtic Winning the league Absolutely no doubt What we can't get away from Is Those don't affect Rangers They don't affect Rangers To go and beat Motherwell They don't affect Rangers To go and beat Ross County Or Dundee United Oh yeah but that's the point so, though, Isn't it but Yeah, the, yeah the, but the, the transfer windows Helped Celtic push on But it can't It's not been the the, the, the sole factor in it. The, the Rangers dropping points When they're in control Of how they perform In the games they play So has The transfer window By the way Going in what was it? it must have been September October You're talking about The transfer window for Celtic already They couldn't wait for it To come around because Ange knew what he was going to be doing He probably knew the players that he was going to be bringing in And he knew the impact that they would have on the squad 
Rangers had a, a they didn't need as big a transfer window had, in terms of the games like you say the, the, the players they've brought in have not got the same number of games the same volume and the same impact on, on the team as, as what they would have hoped but they still had a really really good strong group of players who had just won a league who were six points clear mm. you know it was it's been their own downfall Celtic can only control what Celtic can control and Rangers control what Rangers Rangers never take care, took care of their own business that's why they allowed Celtic back into that into that title race by the drop points in the games mentioned Aberdeen draw Ross County draw Dundee United draw Motherwell draw yeah I mean Donald the, the point that Kenny's making there is this was you know the, the champions and by some significant distance as well was it all about recruitment what about the guys that were already in the building totally Last year, um, coming to the transfer window, I think players need to bring in uh, you know, it's players team already. Yeah, Donald's line's a bit ropey. Well, I think oh. I'm struggling to hear him a little bit. But I think you, but... Kenny makes the, 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 the more salient point of all Rangers can only dictate what Rangers do, and likewise, Celtic. Celtic have gone about their business correctly. And the consistency has never wavered. Rangers, and this is not why Celtic won the title. Celtic have won the title on the back of unbelievable consistency. At the same time, Rangers did not do well in the transfer window and did not do well on the park. Too many self-inflicted wounds along the way. Uh, Okay, thank you, Donald. It's good time to get your calls in. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. It's also time for this, the first of the new week. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, who's it going to be? Are we going to get the week off to a flyer for the listeners? I hope so. Or are Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller going to strike an early blow? It's Beat the Pundit time. You can play if you pick up the phone before 7 o'clock. Dial 0141 951 1025. That's how you get involved. So do it right now and you can be playing Beat the Pundit next. Headlines 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here. It's 0141 951 1025. Pick up the phone, get in touch, please, or tweet at Clyde SSB. It's a busy Monday, aren't they all? But in particular, we had a one all draw between Celtic and Rangers yesterday. It means Celtic are ever closer. To landing that Scottish Premiership title So what did you make of the game? Where are we in the title race? Is it completely done? Uh, But what about down the league? Aberdeen fans, St Mirren fans How big a win did you both get at the weekend? It was the PFA Scotland Awards last night Which means I've seen more of Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller this weekend Than I have my own family Friday, Sunday I even saw this guy this morning for work in another life Hugh Keevans Yeah Are you okay? Did you enjoy your evening? Absolutely great Uh, I said cheerio to Kenny I said cheerio to Andy Halliday Up the road nice and early I was Cinderella I was in by midnight But on my way out Callum McGregor Came by And I said oh I know why you're here Congratulations And any walk to get player of the year So you were the last person To see him before he went on stage Correct. Maybe I'm surprised he didn't Dedicate the award to you Well He's a lot in his to play it down um, Yeah Callum McGregor was player of the year Ange Postacoglu Manager of the year Leela Bada Young player of the year Tom Rogic Goal of the year So it was uh, certainly a Celtic feel To those awards uh, And great to see um, Women's awards Dished out for the first time As well A bit of history made There as well So if you want to have a good old debate About who won And who should have won Now's a good time to pick up the phone 
And we'll speak to you after we play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Come on then, beat the pundit time. I think we've only got a handful of sign balls left, so we need to get some victories for the pundits. But I like to shake it up a bit. I think it will be extra funny if we run out of footballs and you might even have to dig deep and buy them yourself, Hugh Keevens. Callum is a St Mirren fan from Cardonald. How's it going, Callum? What's happening? How you doing? Not a lot, Callum. What's happening with you? How big a win was that for your team at the weekend? Oh, massive. I had uh, a pal that's always getting on at me. He's always seen the, the downside of Saints and we're going to get relegated. So I was getting back at him saying I think that's how safe. So it certainly looks like it now. So you weren't you weren't fearing the worst before the weekend, or, or was there a bit of that creeping in? Truth be told, about two months ago I was planning trips in Europe, so I can't really say that uh, I really looked at that side of it. So yeah, just gets to the end of the season, we'll be all right. Yeah, that's football in a nutshell, Hugh, especially in the midsection of our Premiership. But you look at it now, St. Merton in one afternoon, yeah. a good afternoon's work, eight points clear of St. John's and three games to go. So it's it's St. done, Merton isn't it? Come out understanding what the day meant to both clubs, and St. Mirren reacted positively. And fully deserve to win St Johnston I fear for them Because if that's you Fighting for your survival Then You're missing the point Somewhere along the line here It was huge Kenny wasn't it? Massive It was always going to be that When you looked at the fixtures With the two teams who could Or the two teams who could Potentially be dragged Mm -hmm. into Playing the two at the bottom And you know And the results went their way And like you say Now eight points With three games to go It's done Yeah you could see What it meant to Greg Kilty We said that at the top of the show Absolute Joy, maybe relief in there. Uh, Callum, are you still, you know, you back in the manager. He's had a bit of stick, hasn't he? Um, but bit, I suppose that's the fickle nature of things up here. I mean, I think you at Motherwell seen a better side of him. I think he's he's got more to offer than he has. I don't think he was the the best when he first came in with man management. But if everybody's saying he's lost the changing room and he's still getting one one nil results, then that would do it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, Hugh. It's, it's, we are, you know, we're, we're very quick. To judge But unfortunately yeah. If you come into a new club You don't get the results And you've said a couple of things That might annoy people It just gives the Gives critics a stick To he, use He normally Would not have said that But in his Anger and frustration He said things That were better left In house However I don't think You can accuse him Of having lost The changing room Because They went out and fought Whether they're fighting For themselves Their livelihoods Their families Call it what you will but they went out and they fought for their club And they were far more committed than the team they beat uh, Right, let's crack on with the main event Callum It just seemed like a good chance to talk St Mirren Because it was a big weekend Any other St Mirren fans out there pick up the phone Aberdeen fans would nice to hear from you in a similar boat as well But if we toss the coin Callum Heads will see you take on Hugh Keevans And tails it will be Kenny Miller And it's Heads Shug against Callum So we'll give Hugh some... Clyde 2 to listen to He's nodding his head To the music Callum It's very disturbing 30 seconds Just answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know Alright Right no worries Right good man Where is this clock 30 seconds And your time Starts Now Name any scorer In the old firm game One year ago today 4-1 to Rangers Pass Who scored the winning penalty In Rangers last European semi-final In 2008 uh, natural Nova. Which Scottish League 2 side Plays at Station Park uh, Pass Who was Tom Rogic's PFA goal of the season Scored against Rangers Name any team Dick Campbell has managed Other than our broth 
Oh, I'm going to say Saints Who's got more Scotland caps Akechi Anya or Barry Bannon uh, Barry Bannon Right let's bring in Hugh Keevans Hugh can you hear us I can I think there's some tricky ones in here tonight oh Be warmed are you ready Yes Let's go Name any scorer in the old firm game One year ago today It was 4-1 to Rangers uh, Tavernier Who scored the winning penalty In Rangers last European semi-final In 2008 um, Stephen Davis Which Scottish League 2 side Plays at Station Park Forfa Who was Tom Rogic's PFA goal of the season Scored against Dundee United Name any team Dick Campbell has managed Other than our broth um, uh, Patrick Tizzle Who's got more Scotland caps Ikechi Anya Or Barry Bannon Barry Bannon What do you think Callum Okay, you've given me two old fun questions And I like to stay away to that So I mean, <laughs> what's this all about, Gordon? You've fixed us up there, mate I know, see if you'd got through the rest of this The rest of the question To be fair, the next question was about Bonnie Rig Rose or Cowden Beath so I don't know if that would have helped you Next yeah. one was about our broth I need to throw a few St Mirren questions in there um, None of you got the first one A year ago today it finished 4-1 Rangers And you had the choice of Kamar Roof Alfredo Morelos, Jermaine Defoe or Odson Edward mm. So none of you got that The winning penalty In Rangers last European semi-final Don't you complain about the questions Callum You're the only one that got it right It was Nacho Novo Against Fiorentina So Callum goes one in front um, The next question was Station Park 4 for Athletic Hugh Keevans mm. equalises um, Tom Rogic's PFA goal of the season I feel for you Callum He was at the dinner last night He saw it on the big screen You weren't He knows it was Dundee United So Hugh goes 2-1 in front Dick Campbell has managed A fair few Cowdenbeath Dunfermline Brecon Ross County Forfer And Partick Thistle 3-1 Hugh Keevans So it's out of sight Callum Unfortunately You both went for Barry Bannon You were both wrong Ikechianya has got two more caps 29-27 to I thought they were quite tough Callum He only beat you by two It wasn't enough Hard lines Okay, it is what it is Anytime I'm listening There's always a Saints question in there So I thought I had one to thank <laughs> At least you're staying up Put it that way Okay, it is what it is <laughs> Good man, that was Callum In Cardonald A big win for St Mirren He couldn't make it a double You for the Saints But well, you take the big one Better to have your team Guaranteed survival Than to, to beat A veteran broadcaster <laughs> Well, you never know uh, we, And the sign balls Stay in the cabinet That's the yeah. important thing We were panicking there Right, 0141 951 1025 See that's the value Of getting home Before midnight Let that be a lesson To you young Rapscallions in here Who mm. are Out after The, the witching hour <laughs> The witching hour <laughs> I must say I'm walking a little bit Hugh So I'm oh, glad It was you yeah. tonight It's um Andy Hardy Looked in good nick I have to say Professional Yeah I wonder about tips. that uh, well, Yeah I wonder if that was Just professional Athlete or professional at Handling the night out now we want to cast aspersions on the guy when he's not here, but Mark Wilson looked looked fine on it mm. as well. The Dazzler, oh dear mm. me, disappeared a bit early. Yeah, yeah, suspicious early faller. And um, I'll tell you, he didn't look all right, and hence why he's not here. <coughs> Producer Callum, oh. wow, wow, I who is he? Who I'll, is that guy? I'll I can't be, wait to see him tomorrow. I'll be having words with him. Don't you worry. I think there could be a sick, a wee sick day tomorrow as Kenny. well. Did you hear about this? No, there's, Kenny, there's, there's been a development going out him live on air. Being a sophisticated old codger, I have hung up the dinner jacket and everything. I've got, put it in another room and I've left my mobile phone in the dinner jacket. I wake up this morning, I go and look for the phone, find the phone, and if I miss call, I think, oh dear. And you know, the last three digits of Callum's phone Memorised 
4.21am <laughs> 4.21am Now you know you've had a bad night out When you're phoning Hugh Keevans At 4.21 in the morning Looking for the after party oh, <laughs> Incredible So yeah we'll need to see If he makes it back uh, Tomorrow I must admit uh, Right get your phone calls in There's been a A development today One that In in one regards We, we saw coming we, we knew we were always odds on And we were pretty much there Of getting a a guaranteed Champions League spot yeah. The only thing that really could have thrown a spanner in that Would be if Villarreal had gone on And won the Champions League What are they 2-0 down from the first leg anyway And then due to things that are not really related to football It's been confirmed today So due to Russia's Ban. situation shall we say uh, They've been banned again uh, by UEFA So it's been confirmed that this season's Champions Probably Celtic uh, Go directly into the group stage of next season's Champions League um, And there's a a lot of good people on Twitter that keep you updated in these things. A guy called Dale Johnson in particular at ESPN, top drawer, got it all figured out. I know there's a Scotland coefficient page, which is wonderful as well. Um, but I'm just sort of reading Dale's information at the moment, so you don't think it's mine. Um, so to confirm, our champions straight into the group stage, Kenny, which is great. Not had that for a while. The runners up. So if if that's going to be Rangers, Rangers fans, you go into the third qualifying round of the Champions League. So I know we, we keep obsessing over this idea That the winner is the only one in the Champions It might not be They might both make it And of course if Rangers win the Europa League Then it's a, a different kettle of fish altogether They would go straight in So the cup winners are third place Which has to be hearts really Because they're in both Is in the Europa League playoff round Which is just incredible So fourth place into the Conference League Same with fifth place So it means Celtic Rangers and Hearts Are guaranteed group stage football that's the way to look at it Because Celtic are guaranteed Champions League Rangers at worst Will be in the Europa League And Hearts at worst In the, the Conference League We're yeah. guaranteed three teams in Europe Until Christmas And one of them Possibly Well probably Celtic Guaranteed Champions League Well it's fantastic for all the clubs To be fair Celtic, Rangers and Hearts Have been outstanding this season I know that Hearts are a long way behind Celtic and Rangers But they are the promoted club and they are nailed on third place. The rest of the Premiership has to look at itself in one or two cases in particular, uh, not having put up a vintage season at all. But Celtic, Rangers and Hearts deserve all the plaudits and the places in Europe. And I, I love Dale's work because he's crunched all the numbers and um, he's obviously from a distance. Dale Johnson on Twitter Picked up the mad Argumentative nature Of things here oh. And he's even added Another tweet Which says Celtic and Rangers fans Often argue about Who's contributed the most To Scotland's Coefficient point score To get this guaranteed Group stage place He says it's actually Very close Would you believe So for the qualifying period Which is 2016-17 Up until Last season That's what's got us to this Apparently Celtic have 34 Coefficient points And Rangers 31.250 So a lovely combined effort They both need each other And they should pat each other On the back Yeah Something, something like that They don't And they won't ah, Okay Wishful thinking Let's bring in Gary Who's a Celtic fan From Ibrox Gary what's on your mind tonight? Gary can you hear us? Gary's gone silent Gary are you there? No, he's not. I don't know. Where's the hat with your comment about everybody patting Maybe that's his gone. He's hung up. Like, I mean, he's, he still looks like he's there. Gary, one last chance. Ah, producer Chris can try and work his magic through there and see what we can come up with. Uh, see if we can get Gary back. But yeah, that, that's it, Hugh. We now know for sure that that's the destination. Yeah. Well, 
you know, what an incentive for Rangers uh, to go on and win the Europa League. They then go into the number one pot for the Champions League. Uh, so that way we would have Celtic and Rangers in the Champions League, which would be massive, not only for this city, but for Scottish football. Uh, and Hearts, as I say, outstanding performance in Europe and the Scottish Cup to come. Yeah, Pozog's got a question for us on Twitter. He says, if Celtic win the league and Rangers win Europa, do Hearts then get a crack at the Champions League? The answer is no. So that, that doesn't happen. That doesn't, it of course, boosts Rangers into the Champions League, but it does not bump Hearts up. That place goes to uh, one of the lower-ranked nations. So let's bring in Gary. I hope he's there this time. Gary, can you hear us this time? Second time, lucky. Good, man. How's it going, all right? I'm good, thanks. Good, what's uh, your I point? I was at the game and I must say the, the referee was abysmal. I mean, uh, there was two two incidents. He missed a red, he missed a blatant red card with the last last minute last man tackle, uh, and he also had a, a booking that he was going to give, and he let the play go on, and then he never, uh, then the game the, the play finished, and he did the call back and book again. Uh, you, so you uh, think is it Diallo? You think Diallo should have been sent off for that? Absolutely. You? Nah, Gary's got it. 100% wrong I mean the, the John Beaton's performance Was anything but abysmal He got The big calls right And You know uh, Celtic supporters Fascinate me They've Drawn the match They have As good as Won the title The Rangers manager As good as Concedes the title And the first thing In Gary's mind is The referee I mean, the people never ever celebrate anymore. Diallo certainly committed a foul and he was booked for it. Kenny, was that denying a clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity for you? No, it wasn't. It's not a red, it's a, a yellow. It's You could see two or three other Rangers players tracking back as well. And he's, what, 35 to 40 yards away from goal. There's no mm. way that is guaranteeing denying a goal scoring opportunity. So he probably got it right. That's cynical. There's no getting away from it, but it's not a red card. Do you think it was? I think that was a clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity, Gary. Oh, it wasn't the case of that. He'd also he, he was supposed to have been booked earlier for a, ta- a tackle, and then he let mm. Celtic play on, and he let it go. He would have been booked because mm. that'd have been a double yellow. Ah, but I, I've never understood this, Gary, because if Diallo's on a yellow before, then he maybe doesn't commit the second foul. No, but he should have been booked in the first place. He, he let him play on. He let the, the play play on, and then he, he never booked again. No, but uh, Hugh, it doesn't matter then, right? Forget Ahmed Diallo. Forget Rangers. Like. Generally speaking We sometimes do this Without getting all Existential on you If the first You know yeah. If the first incident Doesn't happen Or does happen Is the second one then Going to follow Well no Would have to be the answer Everyone agrees We had a terrific match Where Celtic might have won At first half Rangers might have won At second half As a result of that match Celtic are the champions elect The manager Ange Postacoglu Then wins the PFA Scotland Manager of the Year award the captain, Callum McGregor, then wins the PFA Scotland Player of the Year award. Tom Rogic then gets the Premier League Goal of the Season award. And the first thing in Gary's mind is John Beaton. That's all right. That's, that's, that's what makes our wonderful footballing world go round at times. Um, Kenny, like there were, obviously, because let's everyone acknowledges, oh, it's, yeah, yeah, referees are going to make mistakes. They're not going to get everything right. Everyone knows that. So... Was there a bizarre offside call where uh, Sakala was given offside even though there was a Celtic player lying on the deck playing him onside? Was there another bizarre one up the other end when I think Maeda should have been flagged off? 
I've seen people pointing out that Scott Wright's handball The free kick was taken about 15 yards further away from the Rangers goal than it should have So look, these things are not ideal That's not to say they didn't happen But if we can get through a fixture A potentially title-defining fixture between these two sides And all we're arguing about is Offside decisions that actually didn't come to anything anyway Or a free kick taking the wrong place You know, We've done alright, haven't we? We've done all right, and again, <clears throat> I would rather focus on the like the two teams. I've said it for a number of months now. I think we've got two very good teams at the moment, two very good managers as well uh, within those teams, and and the games for me have been very very good over the, over the last, particularly the last three, where the two two good teams are going at it. You know, and it's there's such small margins between the teams that sometimes then there will be times probably moving forward where these decisions they will impact. They will impact, like you say, the offside. Can Sakala turn? Could it be a match win opportunity? Again, yellow cards, red cards, again, it changes the whole dynamic again. But in this one, I don't think there was much, much wrong in terms of the decisions. I will agree to disagree. Gary, it's 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. What about those PFA Scotland Awards last night then? Callum McGregor is the player of the year. Ange Postacoglu is the manager of the year. Leela Bada is the young player. And we said history was made as well with women's awards being dished out for the first time. As well, I'll tell you more about that in a second Were those the right call for you? I mean it was voted for by the players So if you think they're clueless just phone up and tell us Who should have won it? What's Callum McGregor been like? Celtic fans, is he a worthy winner? Has Craig Gordon or Reagan Charles Cook um, Or anyone else been robbed of it? Pick up the phone and let us know And we'll get some reaction to that next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans are here at 01419511025. Uh, got a good teaser for you and very topical indeed. Were you still uh, with us physically and otherwise to see the Young Player of the Year awarded last night? Uh, young Player was. Leela Bada? Uh, no, I had gone. Cinderella had gone home by then. <laughs> well, Leela Bada was the Young Player of the Year, so this is a topical one. Can you name nine players who've won? The PFA Scotland Young Player of the Year this century And we're not with Celtic or Rangers at the time So Leela Bada won it last night And Turnbull before that And Kent I think before that So can you name nine players Who've won PFA Scotland Young Player of the Year this century And we're not with Celtic or Rangers at the time Did David Turnbull win it as a Motherwell player? No Me Easy as that Him Hibbs player 2000 was it? 2000, yep Well done, there we go How does that make you feel? Just 22 years ago mm, Moving swiftly on yep. James Forrest but he, <laughs> <laughs> Not with Celtic at the time Come on That's oh, last night's catching well, up on yeah, you that's, yeah. He's Walton He's absolutely he's, uh, I was home by that time I was fine That's Mark Wilson's fault He, <laughs> he got uh, another red wine just before I left So not with Celtic or Rangers at the time uh, We're going right back as we said Kenny's 2000 yeah. Um, but some are within, you know, the last kind of eight years or so. Uh, Morgan? Not, no. Not to say that they didn't, well, obviously, because Kenny's here, not to say they didn't go on to play with Celtic or Rangers, uh-huh. but they just weren't with them at the time. Scott Brown? No. Stephen Whitaker? No. If you keep going through that crowd, you might eventually Kevin get Thompson. close, keep going. Uh, Derek Ryden Yes There we go Derek Ryden Okay that's two down Seven to get And uh, thanks to Davey Who's got in touch From Hollytown tonight With that question It's full time At Clyde1.com Full time At Clyde1.com 
Facebook.com Let's go and get some reaction from last night I don't mean from you and the red wine Or producer <laughs> Callum and wherever he ended up um, But I mean from the guys that actually won some awards Callum McGregor was the Players Player of the Year PFA Scotland Here's what he had to say I think everyone speaks about We sort of lost the first three away games of the season And you know we're in a really difficult spot at that point But it was important that the, the group uh, stayed together We believed in what we were doing We believed in what the manager was trying to do And I think since pretty much since then We've been we've been nearly perfect uh, in the league And we've known that we've had to do that So we now put ourselves in a position Where in the next couple of weeks we can finish it off A worthy winner for you Hugh The most pivotal result of the season for Celtic Was beating Rangers 2-1 at Ibrox They started very badly Aaron Ramsey scored And you felt that uh, Rangers had the bit between their teeth and then Callum McGregor won the ball and drove at the Rangers defence and Celtic equalised and Celtic didn't look back from that moment and that day was probably the day that won the league so that epitomised a captain who has led by example all season long who was off the back of losing 10 in a row and by 25 points and had big, big shoes to fill by replacing Scott Brown and Callum McGregor did all that and uh, congratulations to him. Craig Gordon, if he had got it, would have been a worthy winner. But the players themselves decided it was Callum McGregor and uh, again, I repeat, congratulations to him. Worthy winner for you, Kenny. What have you made of his season? Callum McGregor has been a model of consistency for the last six or seven years. <clears throat> he's always, for me, this season, his, his performances, well, I was going to say they've went under the radar, clearly they've not. Yeah. It has been not, but, but you know what I mean? Tr- but yeah, Jota and Kyogo Yeah, they get and, headlines and then uh, they'll yeah. maybe drop out for a few weeks yeah. or whatever, but he's just He's an 8-10 every week, you know, mm. and he's, I said it before, he's a driving force, he's the heartbeat of the team. It was a, a huge responsibility has been placed on his shoulders now having to take the captain's armband and a time that was obviously billed as a, a real transitional moment for the football club. But his, his performance level has, has remained as high as it always has. I mean, for when I remember back to 2015, 2016, he's just been, he's just been outstanding from that moment. And I, I, you very, very rarely see him have an off day. Yeah. Um, we'll hear from Ange Postacoglu, who scooped the manager award in a second. Stephen's a Celtic fan on the line. Um, I know you've got another point, Stephen. Let me put you in the spot as well, though. What have you made of Callum McGregor's season? Would he have been your player of the year? Hi guys. Um, well, I was on before, and I said um, before the the last came out, and I said Cameron Carter Vickers mm-hmm. for me has been outstanding. But I I also mentioned Callum McGregor at the time. He's 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 an eight plus every game, every single game, a very worthy winner. I. Yeah, I mean, obviously Carter Vickers didn't make the shortlist. That he is on the football writers shortlist yeah. too, which will be dished out on Sunday coming. Um, so you could have made a case for a few, I think. It w- who pushed, if you were to guess amongst the votes, would Craig Gordon have been second? We don't yeah. know for sure. I'm just asking you to yeah. speculate. Uh, that would have been my answer to you. Uh, he's had an outstanding season. He's a wonderful goalkeeper. I'm not interested in how old he is. The best goalkeepers do tend to be in the old side. But he's had a wonderful season and won hearts a lot of points. So... If Craig Gordon had got it, even Callum McGregor might have had no objection. And Regan Charles Cook was on the shortlist, of course. Yeah. Top scorer in the league with Ross County. Yeah, yeah, it's quite an achievement. Uh, it, it it says as much about those who are supposed to score goals for bigger teams uh, as it does for 
uh, Regan Charles Cook at Dingwall um, What else is on your mind Stephen? Gordon I think it was you that brought something up earlier in the show that I strongly strongly disagree on mm-hmm. um, you said something along the lines of don't quote me but you said something along the lines of with Rangers being in the semi-finals and they could win the Scottish Cup mm-hmm. and with Celtic win the League Cup and it looks like they win the league you basically said it's the first where you've seen Bay fans happy yep. now I've got to be honest, if that's me right, if that's my team, that is, that's an unsuccessful season for Rangers. If they get knocked out of the semi-final, right, and before a few say they want to diminish their achievement, I know they've done brilliant to get there, I'll say that much. Um, I'm no, but if they get knocked out of the Scottish, the, 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 the UEFA Europa Cup uh, semi-final, and they maybe win the Scottish Cup, and any if that's my team, now that's an unsuccessful season. Just winning a mm. Scottish Cup is an unsuccessful but season. Can I just say uh, to you? Oh, just to clarify, since it was my statement, you know, this—that's not me saying they should be happy because I know that no one cares what I think. I'm talking about that—that's well, what we're getting. Stephen but, clearly cares what you think. No, but I'm, I'm clarifying. I'm not saying Rangers fans should be happy. It's not my projection. It's what I'm getting in return. Every Rangers fan that gets in touch just now. There's usually devastation from the team that doesn't win the league And we're just not seeing that Stephen yeah. can accuse the Rangers fans of, of being wrong in that If he so wishes I'm talking about what we're seeing Look at the reaction to the game yesterday Look at the look at the feeling Usually the manager that doesn't win the title Is getting it in the neck yeah. from his own fans Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is not getting it no. in the neck from his own fans The way that Stephen has framed his question Is very simply answered and countered What if they do win the semi-final? And go and win against Eintracht Frankfurt or West Ham in Seville Then it becomes not only a successful season It becomes a season that will go down in mm. immortality yeah. Do you know what, I think it is it's certainly a fair point though I think, let's do the couple of hypotheticals Obviously, look, if they win the Europa League You're talking about an outrageous achievement for Scottish football, Kenny So everyone knows that If Rangers were to fall short on Thursday So not make the final Win the Scottish Cup Where would that rank as a season You know Stephen's talking about Successful or not <clears throat> Well up until this moment it's, uh, Everything seems to be rolling along nicely Yep the league's gone It has gone after yesterday's result But like you said There is not the usual aftermath In autopsy uh, seasons of what walks went wrong Whereas Thursday night the attention immediately switches There's even guys on, on the phone over the last few weeks That are saying they don't care about the results of the old firm games Because of what's coming mm-hmm. up in the in the Europa League Which is, as we know, absolute nonsense But <laughs> if you say so. we've got Thursday night Rangers have an opportunity Like you say, to have a massive, massive achievement And going into a final, you just don't know what happens The other side is if, is if they don't win the Scottish Cup you know as well And mm. they don't win the Europa League Then I think that becomes A completely different topic For me the Scottish Cup Despite what happens Europa League Is absolutely crucial It's been too long Without a cup for, for Rangers A club of the, the standards And the size uh, uh, Glasgow Rangers To not win a, a cup Since 2011 Is is not good enough So that must be t- That must be dealt with Until that They've got a massive opportunity mm, I, I would disagree slightly Insofar as If Rangers Having conceded the title yesterday if they go out of Europe, I think the, the, the Scottish Cup becomes a trinket because they're looking at Celtic as the champion. You still have to, no, you they then, need to win you it. You then have to win it, don't yeah. you, surely? Well, fair no, enough. But it, might, you know, it might not. It's one of those sort of. Um, acquiring the Scottish Cup will not, on its own, 
be a successful but season. it's not on its own it's but also getting to mm. Europa League semi-finals the point so everybody's happy at the moment because it's a semi-final it's been a brilliant achievement up until now but the Scottish Cup coupled with that is, is an absolute must if Rangers go out if they get in the, if they go on and win the Europa League like you say it's immortality you know this yeah. goes down in Scottish football history not just Rangers history yeah. Scottish football history that is a, a still a, a huge ask at this moment in time uh, and that's why we, we are dealing in the hypothetical yeah, of course. And that's why Stephen says it's an unsuccessful season If they go out Well what if mm. they don't go out And but, win it Then it, it's not only a successful season mm. But a never to be forgotten season What do you think Stephen? After a minute I'll not be on here for a couple of months <laughs> <laughs> he's honest um, No listen um, Sure I, I was making the point right If they don't you know, if they get out the semi-final, right, and they win the Scottish Cup, if that's my team, I'm just saying that's an unsuccessful season. The same as Celtic was unsuccessful last year when they had the they had the squad that looked like they were going to win and Rangers was coming up, you know. That was an unsuccessful season. That's just my opinion. We yeah. will need to wait. And when I said it earlier, I was talking about tonight. I was talking about both sets of fans seem relatively happy with where they are. That wasn't me saying they'll still be happy if Rangers get papped out of Europe and but lose 5-0 to but, Hearts in the Cup. But the nature of this city... Stephen said himself If Rangers win the Europa League He'll disappear And that will be the attitude of the Celtic supporters They will be devastated if Rangers win a European trophy Even though their own team has won the domestic championship They'll be devastated if Rangers win a European trophy And by the same token If Rangers fail to win the European trophy Their fans will be devastated Because Celtic are the champions And Rangers did not get the big prize That would have trumped Celtic's prize Thank you Stephen In air I think we've just about Covered every possible Hypothetical ending uh, To the season We're not far away From finding out That's the beauty of it um, Let's double check On the teaser quickly Any more answers for me Young Nine Gordon. players who won PFA Scotland's Young player of the year Not with Celtic or Rangers At the time Craig Gordon No, no. Surprisingly no Boydie No One guess from you Hugh And we'll move on You've got Riordan and Kenny Miller One, two, three Three of your remaining ones Did go on to play for Celtic or Rangers Nasey Yes Stephen Naismith 2007 Okay we'll leave it there You're a third of the way through it Let's bring in John and Cambus Lang And get his take on things John uh, Evening uh, How's it going? Uh, Hugh and Gordon uh, I was just saying to your producer I'd phoned up at the start So nearly forgot my points But uh, I'm just saying Whatever it's uh, the team that's top of the league is the best team. I'd, I'd go with that. I would go with as well that Rangers have shot themselves in the foot this season. We've lost the same amount of games as Celtic this season, but three of them were the Celtic, and it's a draw to it's called Rangers this season. I remember that season when Celtic lost one game and Tommy Burns was there, and it was a draw. So for me, we've shot ourselves in the foot a lot of times this season, last minute goals, and there's a lot to build on for next season, but. I think Gio's got to be getting money in the summer. Tactically, I think he's a better manager than Steven Gerrard because he's done a few things this season in Europe, in games, like the last couple of games against Celtic. He's changed it up because the 3-0 game, he seemed that that wasn't good enough. I had to go right for the start. And I think we've got the basis of a good team. There are two, a couple's going to leave in the uh, summer, but we've got to freshen up a bit. So 
And I've got a second point about Europe If that's okay Yeah you, I guess this goes back to then Stephen's complaint If you like Most Rangers fans are getting in touch And whether this changes in the next two weeks or not At the moment Seem to think Gio's the man for next season That seems uh-huh. to be the feeling Well I, I, I said at the time I thought it was an upgrade on Stephen Gerrard And of course when he lost a couple of games to Celtic I got the full return of Oh is he an upgrade is he? I think he is an upgrade He's 90 minutes away from a European final That makes him uh, quite a clever guy in my estimation But you have to see these things in two compartments Rangers have shot themselves in the foot On several occasions And that's their problem Then you go to the other compartment Celtic have won the league Because of 29 games in a row unbeaten The two are interrelated But Celtic haven't won the league Because Rangers Mm. shot themselves in the foot yeah, it's always going to be a combination of both, Kenny. We usually once it is all said and done, you look back at key moments, and I'll say, and I'll do it next week, no doubt, or whenever it is. Celtic fans went, you know, what, what was the, the key game for you or Rangers fans? Um, John has summed it up perfectly. They've both lost the same amount of games, but two of them were two of Rangers' defeats were against Celtic, and there's no doubt, Hearts, Ross County, Motherwell, these will be the types of. Games that will be be playing in the minds of the Rangers fans. Of course they will, because because <clears throat> rightly so. I mean, again, the old firm games they always when it's tight like this, they're going to have a big part to play. There's no doubt about it. But in those games, for me, it's that's there's been nothing in them. Like mm-hmm. that game at Ibrox, there's nothing in that yeah. game. You know, it was on the day Celtic took care of their moments and brilliant timing. Just that when Rangers were completely on top at the start and right before half time, great time to get a goal. There's not a lot between them. We'll go back like you says. The, the draws at the start of this year, the turn of the year when the league came back, Aberdeen, Ross County, Mullerwell and Dundee United. Eight points gone. Absolutely gone. And that, coupled with the 3-0 at Celtic Park, and then the 2-1 is, is completely turned the league on its head. And mm. like you say, when you go on this lengthy, unbeaten run in the league, you know, more often than not, it's going to lead to you winning the league. You know, it's an incredible run. Absolutely inc- incredible run of form and consistency from a team that we're talking about, like it says, might finish in second, might finish in yep. third. You know, so, so for them to put this kind of run together uh, with a new team, with new players coming to the club, understanding what it means to represent the club and the expectations mm. that come along with it, it's just a wonderful achievement. So, yes, both are interlinked. Rangers dropping points, Celtic on an incredible run of form. What do you but make- like you say, the best team at the end of the season is yeah. the team at the top of the league. Yeah, what do you make of John's? Faith in the Rangers manager and his hope that he gets backed in the summer. I, th- I think I, I will, a lot of the recruitment this summer at Rangers will be dependent on who goes uh, and who could potentially get sold. Uh, I think Gio has to mean what I would. I would. What I would say on the on the better tactically. What I would say is Steven Gerrard stuck to his guns and went through a domestic season unbeaten and won the league. You know, just because you don't change. Your your system for, mm. like, to the eye, like to uh, maybe the sometimes the uneducated mm. eye watching the game that you might make subtle tweaks within that. You don't completely need to change your formation to have a bit of tactical mm. nous, you know. So I would say it's a bit unfair to say that about Stephen. Yes, Gio does make these big changes in regards to going back three. And John, he's got a player in John Lundstrom. His, his flexibility is and his versatility is is phenomenal for him to step mm. back into the three. Jump into midfield it's, it's a really really handy player to have And, and he is crucial to Rangers moving forward uh, Make it quick if you can John We're running late But what was your, your other point? Well, uh, Just about uh, Europe I think the last couple of weeks He's handled the squad well And we've had to make a couple of changes The last couple of weeks And 
cause of injuries. But I feel it's going to go. We're going to win one 0 now. It's going to go extra time and penalties. Oh, we're on until eleven o'clock anyway, so we'll be up late no matter what. Thank you, John and Canvas Lang. It's time to tell you about this. Super Scoreboard European Football Coverage With Moyer and Sweeney Litigation A multi-award winning law firm With a name you can trust Yeah, on the subject of European football We are giving you the chance to win a 58-inch Samsung 4K TV And an Amazon Echo Show It is thanks to Moyer and Sweeney Litigation Who are backing our European football coverage as sponsors this year A multi-award winning law firm All different types of services available, legal advice on criminal defence, family law, road traffic, public inquiries, personal injury, the full lot. If you go to Clyde1.com, you can find out more about them. And also, that's how you enter for the chance to win that 58-inch Samsung TV and Amazon Echo show. So thanks again to Moyer and Sweeney Litigation, our sponsors of European football coverage. We'll get the rest of the answers to this teaser next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here We're on the home straight Which means We've got work to do on the teaser Thanks again to Davey and Hollytown Full time At Clyde1.com Come on the season's getting to the end Maybe your creative juices are flowing You can come up with a question And send it in like Davey did Nine players Who won PFA Scotland's Young Player of the Year This century And were not with Celtic or Rangers at the time Naismith Riordan And Mr Kenny Miller All on there Any others? Greg Taylor get it Come on No he did not no. McFadden Faddy <clears throat> Yes 2003 Well done Lee Griffith Yes 2013 When he was Ibs Any others? Andy Robertson Yes oh. My clue all lined up I knew you would get that one I would say one of the remaining three is horrifically difficult. Ooh. But the other two, so so. We'll see how we get on before the end uh, of the show. Uh, Kenny Miller, I think to put you on the spot for some of the news that's doing the rounds today. I keep seeing reports that John McGlynn is to be named as the the Falkirk manager. I'm sure that's one for, for Falkirk and John to answer specifically. But in terms of, of your role at you know, it, it won't be you. Have you been told that? What's what's the what's the state of play? Yeah, well, listen, I, I don't know the appointment, but yeah, but I'll be I'll be moving on. Yep, it's uh, brilliant four and a half months. Uh, thank obviously Martin for for giving me that opportunity to come in the clubs, and a, it was a joy to work with them. You know, it was a tough season for everybody involved, but it was coming back for Australia. It was it was brilliant to get back involved with a, a proper football club. You know, and they'll, hopefully they'll they'll start moving mm. back in the right direction because it's been a a real frustrating season for everybody involved, fans, uh, players, ma- managers, boards. It's been uh, it's been a tough, tough season. And finishing sixth in, in League One is obviously ultimately not good enough for a club that size. Yep. So uh, they'll be making changes. I think a lot of changes in the in the summer. So yep. It's, yeah. uh, yep. That's it's, pretty much it. Been a lot of negativity so much for, for for a long time now, as you say. Falkirk are mid table in League One. Unthinkable, really. Um, would you have still relished that chance to, to go and was that a challenge that you, you would have fancied yeah I would have loved it you know like I said it's been a really good four and a half months where yeah on results and performances haven't been up to standard but in terms of the work in terms of being involved in, in a football club that, that, is, that things are getting done properly and, and moving in the right direction I think that uh, it would have been great to have a have an opportunity to go and take that forward and, and build on the work that we've been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes as well but listen it's 
there's a lot it's a, it's mm. a brilliant job I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who will be interested in it so whichever route they go down I wish them all the best yeah I mean like we said it certainly looks like it is going to be John McGlynn um, Kenny and that division though it's not going to get any easier well we need to wait and see what happens in, in the playoffs but Kelty who've romped League 2 and are hugely ambitious are going to enter the fray do Dunfermline drop into that league and if not then the Queen's Park stay there and, and they're hugely ambitious as well so um, it's not going to be easy to get out of next season either is it? No it's not there's uh, I mean, there's some good teams and obviously Cove have went out Queen of the South will be coming in for sure mm-hmm. uh, and then you've got good teams and like, I think Airdrie have had a fantastic season they, they really have Queen's Park have obviously got huge aspirations I'm sure obviously we own Coyle coming in and um, they've got big plans I think with new training grounds and stadiums and things moving into next season so they'll have big plans if it's not this season definitely next season and like you say it depends what happens in the playoffs you could have done Fairman in there so it's, uh, it'll be a tough league mm-hmm. Kelty have done brilliant obviously under, under, under Tomo uh, and they'll come up on a high you know there's a lot to be said coming into a division where the reality is there's not a lot between the teams you know so coming in on a real high with some big momentum after a league one I'm sure they'll be wanting to kick on and go again um, great thing about recent years in Scottish football Hugh we're always so quick to you know point out what's wrong but the introduction of the playoffs has been great yeah. you know, and you're talking about Kenny uh, they are you know is it going to be Queen's Park can they go up can Airdrie do it are Dunfermline going to drop out of, of the championship and it all kicks off this week and then at the, you know, the top of the championship are both the fairy tale um, the they didn't way... quite finish off they lie in wait for the winner of Partick Thistle and Verness uh-huh. and then of course the winner of that would play either well Dundee or St Johnson but it looks like St Johnson the only way Dick Campbell can compensate himself for not getting the manager of the year award last night is to win promotion uh, and you know are both part time team but they have it within them to do that uh, be very interesting uh, St Johnston I think are in trouble and unless they snap out of it they look as if they don't have the the, the spirit about them to, to maintain their place in the division they may now go and prove me entirely wrong but if I were Stephen Brown the chairman and Callum Davidson the manager I'd be having sleepless nights Should Dick Campbell feel hard done by that his peers did not award him manager of the year last night? Well all I can say to you is what I said to Dick Campbell who was at the next table to me and I said that you should feel proud of yourself what you've achieved what you may go on to achieve if you can take a broth into the Premiership it would be an astonishing story so he should be proud of himself I think the recognition for Dick Campbell and for a broth has been widespread uh, but now they have the, the hard part to do Yeah I mean Kenny it's an interesting one I don't think any anyone would have complained if Dick Campbell had won it Especially given, I think the votes were probably cast before they found out that they weren't going to win the league, so he would have been in people's minds. I thought he would have been right up there for it, you know, I mean, there's no doubt in obviously the the job that Ange Postacoglu's done, and I think, to be honest, Robbie Nielsen can maybe feel a wee bit aggrieved not to be in, in the reckoning uh, in, in terms of the nominees. Uh, Malky's had a brilliant season, getting Ross County for where they were at the start of the season into the, into the top six, so really good nominees, but you're right to say, when the time of the voting... 
the the, mm. the kind of noise surrounding her both and what they had achieved already up in that up until that moment, and they can still go on and finish the job off, you know. But at that moment, they were they were flying high, and there was so much talk about them maybe making the making the Premier League and, and, and winning the Championship. So it was yeah, it's a bit not surprising, you know, but. You can understand if 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 he had got it, mm-hmm. there was nobody in that in that room yep. last night would have said he didn't deserve it. Yeah, history made last night as well. First PFA awards given to the women's game. Uh, it was Celtic's Jacinta who won the Young Player of the Year. Priscilla Chinchia of Glasgow City winning the the main award, if you like. So well done to them. Uh, in the men's game Leila Bada Again I don't think Many complaints Numbers Kenny We always talk numbers His numbers have been great For, for someone of his age Coming into a new country Absolutely Again coming in Hitting the ground running Putting a lot of goals on the board A lot of big goals as well A lot of assists He's uh, just general all round mm. <clears throat> Energy and performance He's brought to the team And again In a difficult moment At the start of that season And he's maintained A decent level of form Throughout mm. Even though he's been in He's been out sometimes Because there's a lot of options In those areas for Celtic He comes in And, yeah. and he does a fair job You know, we So told, you can't argue it We told you the main awards earlier But even down the leagues Well done to Joe Cardell Of Kelty At League 2 Dylan Easton of Airdrie League 1 And I just love the story Of Michael McKenna At our both He's the top scorer In the championship He's a midfielder Four years ago He's playing in League 2 He's an electrician then gets time off his work to go and play. Uh, he's thirty years of age, and he's the championship player of the year. Is he the best, play- is he the best well. player to commit a muscle bra? Uh, second best, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're an electrician, you, you will get wired in. Oh, dear. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be something about a spark actually when you started off. So, oh dear me. Right, we we will leave it there, and hopefully we can get the answers to this. These are nine players who've won PFA Scotland's Young Player of the Year. And we're not with Celtic or Rangers at the time It's this century So Andy Robertson, Lee Griffiths, Stephen Naismith Derek Rardin, James McFadden and Kenny Miller Ryan Gold? Nope Johnny Russell? Nope, right club though Keep going Craig Conway Right era, wrong player David Goodwillie David Goodwillie, well done What if one of them Wasn't at Celtic then But is at Celtic now But you've maybe just forgotten Because he doesn't really feature very often James McCarthy Yes Hamilton Ackies remember A wonder kid uh, Back in the day And what do you know The one that I told you You would be here all night for Is the one that remains This one is so tough um, I think I just need to give you The first of your clues is Aberdeen Okay that's not landed That's not working Very young Think of something else uh, No you're probably not a million miles off Era wise It was 2002 So a couple, couple of years after you Kenny No Initials Tell you what If I give you his other club If you like You'll get it Because it's one of your former clubs well, That's not saying much You've got loads Cardiff Kevin McNaughton Kevin McNaughton oh, There we go uh, We got there in the end Thank you Kenny Miller And Hugh Keevans A really busy show And thank you to you Because you obviously make it All the calls All the tweets To those of you Who just listened on Tonight as well We really appreciate it It has been a busy night But we're back tomorrow So if you couldn't get through tonight Make sure you get in touch. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna will be here. And in the meantime, you might as well stay right there. Lindsay Gibson is up next. She's got you for the rest of the night. And we're back at six tomorrow.